0: New Car Thinking is Country Autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Autos Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for Breakfast on ninety two point nine. 2.9.
1: The U.S. presidential election just around the corner next Tuesday in the U.S. Wednesday, our time. And to chat more about it, I've got the senior lecturer in American politics and foreign policy at the United States Study Center, David Smith, on the line. How are you, David? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, the Just quickly, before we focus on this year's election, take us through a little bit of a background into sort of how the US political system works.
2: Yeah, so it's a complicated system that elects the president. It's actually 50 separate elections for the president. Each state is having an election for the president. Each state gets a certain number of votes in the electoral college, which is the body that chooses the president based on its population. And whoever wins the vote in that state gets all of the votes in that state. So the election always hinges on the swing states, the one that are going to be the closest. A candidate can rack up huge margins in big states, but it doesn't matter if they lose in the swing states. So like what we had in 2016, where Hillary Clinton got three million more votes than Donald Trump, still lost the race because she lost these very close races in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan. So it's not enough just to win the most number of votes. You need to win in the states.
1: How is the polling looking between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden?
2: So if you look at the national level, Joe Biden has a very big lead, nine or ten points. If you look at those close states that are going to matter, Biden has a lead, but it's much smaller. So in Florida and Pennsylvania, for example, which are two crucial states, if either candidate wins both of those, they're probably going to win the election. We've got Biden with a lead of about five points in Pennsylvania and with a lead of about two points in Florida. What he would be worried about is that last time around, the polls exaggerated Hillary Clinton's standing. They were just not picking up A lot of trump voters for whatever reason Uh, a lot of trump voters are people who vote but don't necessarily answer opinion polls so that five point lead that biden has in pennsylvania five points was about the margin by which the polls were off in pennsylvania last time so even though it looks like biden is in front there is that possibility that the polls have got it wrong again the pollsters no doubt will try to fix the mistakes that they made last time But, you know, it's possible that they could make different mistakes this time. The other possibility is that Biden's lead could be even bigger than it looks. So even though it looks like Biden's in a strong position at the moment, we're really not going to know until Election Day. It's been a very
1: colourful and, uh, I guess, exciting lead-up to this year's election. It's certainly thrown some massive curveballs, which we haven't really seen in the lead-up to a US election for some time.
2: No, we've never seen an election like this before, where because of the pandemic, it's really just changed the whole nature of the election campaign. It's really made the whole thing into a referendum on Donald Trump's leadership And given the massive kinds of failures that we've seen in the US during the pandemic, which is not all due to Trump, but Trump certainly hasn't helped matters, I think that's really weakened Trump's position. And when he got coronavirus himself, Even though there was sympathy for him at the same time, it really kind of highlighted his own irresponsibility around the pandemic. And even after getting it, he's continued to campaign with events with thousands of thousands of people that could be spreading the virus further. The other result of the pandemic is how many people are voting early. 80 million Americans have already voted in this election. And only about 130 million Americans even voted in the yeah. last election. So I don't know if we're going to get much bigger turnout in this election or whether it's just people are being really careful, making sure they get their votes in. You know, the virus is getting worse in the United States. Who knows what it'll look like by election day. Mm. But that's that's one of the consequences, yeah. massive early voting.
1: And there's been huge talk about some of the legal ramifications with that mailing in voting as well. That's going to hugely sort of affect the numbers and when we would expect an answer as well. Any idea on that?
2: It's going, It's all going to depend on how close it is. Mm. If it's close, it could go on for weeks yeah. uh, because close election... Uh, counts automatically trigger recounts in a lot of states. As you said, there are going to be legal disputes over mail-in ballots. Donald Trump has already telegraphed this. He said he thinks that mail-in ballots are fraudulent, that they encourage mass fraud. There are lots of lawsuits going on currently about if people post ballots before election day, but they arrive after election day, can they be counted? Those cases are going all the way to the Supreme Court. It might be over quickly if it's a clear result, and it would be most likely to be a clear result in favour of Biden rather than Trump. Two states, which are really important, Florida and North Carolina, have the capacity to count all of their votes um, really quickly on election night. It it varies state to state because every state is basically running its own election. So we could know very quickly. But on the other hand, it could take weeks.
1: Uh, tea leaf stuff now. Uh, what could possibly happen if if Trump loses and all these legal disputes go on? Obviously what well, president has to be put in by January 20. Mm. I understand. Uh, what what uh, what hypothetically could happen between now and then or from election day till then?
2: That's a very good question, and there are all kinds of chaotic scenarios because Trump has indicated that he's not going to accept the result if Biden wins, that he would only accept a result that was certified by the Supreme Court. Now, most elections don't go to the Supreme Court. The last one that did was the notorious 2000 election, which was decided in the state of Florida. And that's one of the reasons why Trump was so eager to appoint another Supreme Court justice, so that he would have a a majority in favor of him. But it's very hard to say If we see all of these legal challenges happening, um, it's going to be really unpredictable about what's going to happen. One of the more worrying things is that we might see violence. There was a court in Michigan that just approved people openly carrying firearms at the polls. If there are people who take Trump seriously and think that the election is being stolen, there is a real possibility for violence on election day or after election day. If it's a clear result in favour of Biden, then Trump's political allies probably won't go along with any plan that Trump has to try to reverse the result of the election or contest the result of the election. But if it's close, who knows what will happen.
1: David Smith from the United States Study Centre. Thank you so much for the chat, and we look forward to seeing this all unfold next week and ongoing into the new year. Thank you so much for the chat. My pleasure. David Smith there from the United States Study Centre on our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break.
0: Get a new havel from Country Auto's Havel and enjoy that new car smell, which, sadly, JB's rusted 1991 Daihatsu charade lost a long, 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 long time ago. Thanks to Country Autos Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for Breakfast
1: on Matty 2.9. And time to have a chat with Dr. Tony Merritt, public health physician at the Hunter New England Health. How are you, Dr. Tony?
3: I am very well this morning. Good to talk with you.
1: Yeah, fantastic to have a chat. We're talking about keeping it safe with trick-or-treating this Halloween. The popularity of Halloween seems to just get bigger and bigger each year. But on top of that, of course, this year, we got COVID-19 to deal with on top of that. I think it's really important that we avoid a little bit of complacency and use a bit of, you know, the common COVID-19 common sense.
3: Yeah, really wise advice, Jared, and I guess the The principles we ought to apply to Halloween this weekend are the ones we now need to think about and apply as we go about our, our lives in the new kind of COVID normal um, um, for many months to come. And so just really sensible principles. If we're unwell, Obviously we don't go out, we get tested, we can come back to that. If we're unwell or anyone's unwell in the house, you know, you wouldn't be having visitors. Um, uh, So uh, that's critical. Keeping our separation from people, we're getting better at that, I think. 1.5 metres unless it's people from your own household really scrupulous hand hygiene so use of the, the hand gels and and hand washing and of course face masks in in spaces where it's not possible to be physically distant so look applying those general principles which we ought to be using day in day out now um to halloween uh some sort of common sense uh, approaches um fall out which we could talk about if you like
1: what about the uh yeah so with with halloween trick-or-treating sort of you know knocking on people's doors and you know, reaching into communal candy bowls like we used to. uh, I I take it those things kind of a bit of a no-no.
3: It sounds like you might be recommending against that too, and I'm completely with you. Just coming back to those principles, if people are coming to the door, they're already kind of crowding together. That's tricky. So I think some some you know some innovative thinking needed for this Halloween if uh, for families who are going to be part of it. And again, just coming back to that principle, make sure you can help people stay um, stay apart. That hand hygiene is being maintained. So uh, it might mean that um, people who are coming, visiting, only get to the front gate or the front fence. You know, that there's yeah. a way for them not to be crowding at the front door so people can be separated. I, I agree entirely with you. We want to avoid people's hands going into a, a bowl with communal goods Clearly, that there's real potential there for hand hygiene to break down. So we'd certainly recommend um, if there are going to be treats that they're individually wrapped just to, to yeah. protect them from that and, and perhaps spread out in a way rather than a, a communal bowl. Um, people will come up with all sorts of bright ideas, I'm sure, for spreading out treats in a way that allows people to remain separated. Um, and look, and I'm looking forward to uh, Halloween versions of masks uh, this yes. weekend. I'm sure we'll see some uh, some spectacular innovations there as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's there's been the the jokes going around, you know, uh, at least uh, uh, the the the. The scream masks and the scary masks this year will will be used to wearing them. So uh,
3: <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the images. I, I won't be out and about myself. You'll be disappointed to hear, but uh, uh, look, I'm sure there'll be some um, some some great um, work at, at play.
1: It does with the uh, whole complacency. It, it's it's a double-edged sword. I'm assuming for you guys in public health, where when the numbers. Start reducing—that's a good thing, but that can obviously lead to an increase in people getting complacent with uh, with the outbreaks as well.
3: Yeah, look, we should we should clearly absolutely celebrate the hard work everybody has done to get. Yeah us to this position and and it's just superb and we can see the um, strife that our our friends and family in uh, Melbourne and Victoria have gone through when the numbers did get away a bit and we see obviously really concerning situations internationally. It should remind us just how um, tricky this virus is and how it can really get away if we let our guard down. So let's celebrate um, the opportunities we've got to be out and about, do it safely But it is actually really important. COVID will pop up again and um, it's notorious for, you know, because so often it can have very mild or no symptoms for people. And so there can be these chains of transmission, infection being passed from person to person without it being picked up for a little while. And so we really need to pay careful attention, maintain our vigilance. And people who do have symptoms that could be covid just so important to be tested even though there's not been COVID around in Tamworth for quite some time that's glorious news but anyone sore throat runny nose um, a bit of a temperature change in smell change in taste um, those all ought to uh, trigger an immediate COVID test and for people to stay isolated until that result comes back. It's happening really quickly now, Um, so it's not a long time that people need to wait. But when COVID does come back, we need to find it straight away, give our contact tracers and public health team a chance to to really get that immediately under control.
1: Dr Tony Merritt, thank you so much for your time. It's great to talk with you. Take care.
0: All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss, JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. The country autos have all. its new car thinking.
1: 92.9. Massive hour lined up. We're going to chat the US presidential election. That is on next week with David Smith from the United States Studies Centre at the University of Sydney. We'll have a chat with him a little later on. And also in a moment, Halloween tomorrow night. Safe trick or treaty. And speaking of Halloween paranormal experiences this morning, 676 or through our Facebook page as well. That's what Kiri's done. She writes on our Facebook page, she bought a house in Queensland and lived there for a while and nothing ever happened. But then Kiri fell pregnant and when she came home with her daughter, she kept seeing a dark shape. If you looked directly at it, it would disappear. But if you watch from your peripheral vision, it would stay. As our daughter grew, she would wave and laugh at something in front of her, but there was nothing there. Both my husband and I had seen it and noticed it, but didn't tell each other for a long time as we thought we were just crazy. When we realized we were experiencing the same thing and our daughter's interaction with someone, She could see, but we couldn't. Kiri then went to a garage sale and one day bought an item and asked to pay a bit extra to have the owner of the garage sale deliver it to their house. When the owner of the garage sale asked for the address and Kiri told her, the garage sale person said, oh, you bought that house. I replied, what house? She said the previous owner had a stillbirth in that house about five years ago. And then it all made sense. And then Kiri went home, sat in the lounge room, turned the lamp on and said, if anyone is there, make yourself known to me. And the lamp clicked on and off six times. Kiri said that went on multiple times for about four years before they sold and they moved on.
0: New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. Welcome Country Autos Havel, it's new car thinking. This is JB for Breakfast on 92.9.